Good morning, good vach, Shavua Tov, Sunday morning, Parshas Boy, Tovshin, Pei Gimel. We're continuing the Shir on Likutei Halachas, Yoradeya, Chelek Beis, Hilchas Nedorim, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Tes. We dedicate the learning today for a complete Rufuah Shalema for Chaviva Chana Bazgalia, Atora Esther Bazgalia, and her newborn baby boy. Yuspehendel bas Gitleya, Avivilana bas Yuspehendel, Sarocha bas Yuspehendel, Michal Esther bas Ruhia, Gitgenendel bas Sipoira, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomenisa ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa bas Chana, Saragitl bas Chana Riva, David Lei ben Shena, Baruch Mordechai ben Tali, Avigail Brocha bas Shirat Voira, Shirat Voira bas Miriam, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya Basipura Rivka, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Idis Bas Miriam Brindle, Tuvietzvi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, David ben Behia, Shengel Bas Leia, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudis Gila, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Toivo Bas Chavaperel, Sora Bas Odel, Simcha Basora, Chana Bazelda, Besorch Shar Choyli Yisrael. Now, Rav Nosenzal goes into the topic of Nida again in the middle of Nidorim, and he's going to connect it to what we've been learning till now. Remember, we said that this halacha is related to chapter 78 in the second half of Likut Imran, where Rav Nosenzal speaks about the topic of the Oitzar Matnas Chinam. And we spoke about that chesed of Hashem that sustained the world before creation and, and the Torah, which is what really sustains the world now. Paragraph tests, Everything we've been learning till now is related to why and how a woman is forbidden to her husband during the period of Nida how she purifies herself by going to the mikvah, and the whole process of tshuva. Kidam nidois Because the concept of a woman experiencing this dam nida dates back to the original tumor of the original snake. Because it's the sin of eating from the Eitz Hadas, which which brought a flow of the tumor of the snake into the world, that was the cause for this dam nida by a woman. As the Pasuk says, Harbo Arbe Itzvoyneich. Vedosh Rabbi Senuzal, Ze dam nidois. That Hashem said, as a result of Odom and Chava eating from the Eitz Hadas, she is going to experience major difficulty. And the Gemara says in Erufin that this refers to Dam Hagonus. And when the Torah tells us that originally there was a very, very bright light in the world when Odom Rishon was first created. But it says that then Hashem decided he has to hide that light. So now Rav Nosenzal says, the whole concept of that light being hidden, which is associated with the hidden Torah, 
שהיא מחיה כל הדבורים שבעולם, which is what sustains everything in the world, עיקר ההלומו וההסטורו הוא מחמזו המסנוכוש. The main reason behind that was this tumor of the snake, בחינס דם נידוס. כי קודם חטא אדם הראשון, עוז היו העולם זך וטוהר. Because prior to the sin of the Eitz Hadas, the world was pure. Vaoz hoiso hasogas Adam Harishon meira moid moid, and then Adam Harishon's ability to perceive Hashem and to understand Hashem was on a very high level. Vaoz hoyuchoylam listakel bechol dover sheboylam veliroisboy hachir selakus kaviyochol hamachayoisoy. And then it was possible for Adam Arishan to be able to look at everything in creation and be able to see the divine light that's keeping that item alive, that's giving it its life force. And this is what the Gemara is referring to when it speaks to that great light that was in existence during the seven days of creation, the wording in the Gemara is that this light was so great that Adam Arishan was able, to, with this light, to be able to see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. The wording in the Gemara is The question is, what exactly does that mean? How do we relate to that? Rav Nosan Zalhi is going to define this. Hainu, what this means is, Sheboir Hazer, Hoyuchoilan Lahabit Ulistakel, Bechol Dover Sheboilam Hagashmi, Velirosboy, Hachieselakus Kavioho, Hanelamboy, Shehimachayo Sadover. It means that with this light, a person, Otomarishan, was able to look at everything physical and materialistic and be able to see the divine light of Hashem. that was sustaining that. This is what the Gemara means when it says from the end of the world to the end of the world, meaning from one end to the other end, meaning meaning from the epitome of the physical world, of the materialistic world, Ad soifoi ho'elion, being able to see all the way up to the top of the top from where the light originates from to sustain all of that. Sheshom hadofor nichlal b'sharoshoi, where all the way up there, that's where the physical object is plugged in to its source. Ki hascholas hadofor b'sharoshoi ho'elion, hi bechinas soif mimatolamala, Because the beginning of everything, where everything originates from and begins from, that's referred to as the end when you're starting from the bottom and working your way up. That's getting to the finish line, to the end, when you're traveling from the epitome of physicality, going all the way up to the top of spirituality. Hainu, shohoyo yochoy lehistakel bechol ha'olam veliroisboi soifoy ho'elyon. This means that with that original light, Adam Arishan was able to look at the entire world and be able to see its end 
on top, where it ends all the way on top, which means really where it begins from. But again, when, you, when you're looking from the bottom up, that's the end up there. How everything in this physical world is connected to its roots, to its source. Which means he was able to see the divine light and life that's hidden in everything in the physical world. And through this, it was possible to be able to realize and understand the Torah that's found in everything in the world. Now note, this is how Rabbein begins the Likut Imran. Rabbein starts the Likut Imran by saying that each and every single person has to look at everything in the world, everything in this world, and search for the Chochmah that's found in everything in the world. Now we know that another word for Chochmah is Chius, life. HaChochmah techaya ba'oleho. Chochmah is what gives life to the one who acquires it. So looking for the Chochmah and everything means looking for its connection to Hashem, looking to see how this object is connected to Hashem, or how I can connect it to Hashem, and how I can use this object to bring me closer to Hashem. However, unfortunately, as a result of the sin of Adam and Chava, that light was hidden. As the Gemara says in Chagiga, Hashem saw that the world was not worthy and capable of handling that light in a good way. Hashem got up and hid it for tzaddikim in the future. Because as a result of the sin of Hatamarishan, which caused the tumor of the snake to infiltrate the world, Bechinas Damnidus, which which one of the results of that was this Damnidus, Alkain Hutzrach Kaviocha Lignoizoir. Hashem was forced to hide that light so that the forces of Tumor should not be able to draw too much strength and power from that light. And one of the main reasons for this again is because of that damnidus that was introduced into the world. Because the Arizal mentions in his Sefer Eitz Chaim that there are ten types of blood, five that are tohor and five that are tomei. And these, these bloods, the, especially the tomei bloods, they draw from the hiddenness of the Ten Commandments, from the fact that the Ten Commandments were hidden at the time that Hashem first created the world. And we know the Mechilta tells us that the Ten Commandments were five opposite five. And 
and it's from the hiddenness of the Ten Commandments that this spirals down the ability, the, 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 these ten types of blood that draw from that. Shehem bechinas chamisha min edamim tmeim v'chamisha minim tohoirim. And we know that there are five Tomei types of blood and five Tohar types. The Kamuvaz is brought in the Zohar HaKadosh also in Pasha Sav. Umachma shenim shach yenika al yidei chetod omorishen lebechina sasor min edamim sheinikosem ebechina anal and because of the fact that as a result of the pigama, the Eitz Hadas, that allows these ten types of blood to draw, to draw energy from there. Alkein huchra ha'or shel ha'aseres ha'dibrois ligones u'leheyalein. That's what forced a situation where the light of the Ten Commandments had to be hidden, very hidden. Because when the light is revealed and the klipas draw from revealed light, they can do tremendous damage. When the light is hidden and they're drawing from hidden light, then the klipas get only what they need to be able to exist and not more than that to give them power to damage the Kedusha. And that's why when the Jews came out of Egypt and they already went in the desert for 49 days, they were not ready to receive the Torah until they had to first go through a process of seven, pure, seven weeks of purification. That's those 49 days. Shiva Nikiyim, to purify ourselves <coughs> from that damnidus that originated at the time of the eight Hadas <coughs> and was, was broadened through our stay in Egypt where we hit minus 49. We went down to 49th level of Tumah. Because the whole concept of the Jewish people receiving the Torah on Har Sinai was all about revealing that which was originally hidden. <coughs> we know that Avram Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, they knew about the Torah. But during their time, the Torah was very, very hidden. It wasn't public knowledge in any way. <coughs> as is found in the Zohar HaKadosh, and Rav Nosenzalt mentioned this earlier in paragraph days, my Torah, the Zohar HaKadosh says, what, what is the Torah? What was this revelation of Torah? <clears throat> that it teaches us and reveals that which was originally hidden. As we saw previously in Oiz Beis. V'hizgalos ha'or ha'nelam and to go ahead and reveal that hidden light, that cannot be done until we first purify ourselves from that dam nidos. Ki kolzman sheyesh bechinas dam nidos muchro chaor lehesalim kanal. Because so long as this dam nidos is prevalent, <coughs> is strong, the light must be hidden. Because if not the Klippos will be able to draw strength, power from it if that light is revealed 
enough power that the Klippas will be able to do major harm to the Kedusha. And this explains why there are seven days of purification for a woman who's Nida and the seven weeks of Sfira Soimer corresponding to the seven Midois of Chesed through Malchus. Bechinas Shivas Yim which correspond to the seven days of creation. Ki Iker Achizas Hadam Nidas, Hainu Bechinas Haklipois, Hurak Bebechinas Shivas Yim Because the place where the Klippos have power to draw from is only really from those seven lower spheroids, from Chesed through Malchus. Sheshom Iker Hizgalos HaTorah. That's where there is the revelation of Torah, the revelation of Hashem's light. Ki Iker Hizgalos HaTorah Hualidei Sheva Midois, Kayadua. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us the main revelation of Torah is only through those seven midos of Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzachoy, Yisoyed, Malchus. Ki because when we go above them, we go to the Bina and Chachma and Keser, Zebechinas Oyer Hagonus. Those levels are referred to as the hidden light, She'ein Yecholem Lahasigoyachshav, where we today generally cannot attain that light. Vialkain calls man sheesh bechinas damnidos, ein hatoyro yecholo lehisgalos bebechinas hashevamidos, and therefore, when this when this damnidos is prevalent, the Torah cannot be revealed in its standard manner through those seven midos. So that the klipos shouldn't be able shouldn't be able to draw too much power, too much energy from there. Kishom Iker because that's their connection. Their connection to holiness is to those seven midos. And therefore, the Torah must be hidden, must go into a state of hiddenness. Kishom bebechinas helam, shebechinas lemala meamidos, ein lohem shum achizoklal. Because when we go above these seven midos, when we go into Bina and Chok, those places, there the Klippos have no power. V'yalkein lo'yichoyu Yisrael yichoyim l'kabal satoira, and that's why Klal Yisrael was not able to receive the Torah on Har Sinai until we first counted seven purifications corresponding to the seven days of creation, corresponding to the seven Midos of Chesed through Malchus. That's the place where this Dam Nidos is strong. That's the place where the Klipos are strong. In order to purify those seven midos from the tumah, from this dam midos, in order that the Torah should be able to be revealed in the world, this to be revealed in this world, which is represented by the seven days of creation. Shehem Klolius Oilam. That basically represents the entire world. Shehem Bechina Sheva Midois, 
which are the seven midos, Chesed through Malchus, She'ikr Hisgalus HaToyra Al Yodam, where the main revelation of Torah is through those seven midos. Question in the chat. The question was regarding Damnidos, what that means. We said that it means Klipos, but can we perhaps think of it in less abstract terms? The term Damnidos means Toma, any type of Toma, any type of impurity, any type of negative force that, that goes against Hashem, against the Torah, that fights against the Jewish people, the seven nations that inhabited Eretz Yisrael prior to Klal Yisrael being there, that's a form of this Tumah, this Damnidos, that has to be removed in order for the Kedusha to be able to be revealed. A question that if we, we look in the Sifrei Kabbalah, when they speak about Moichen Seichel, they're usually talking about the, the top, those top three Midos, Chochmabina Das or Keser Chochmabina, which they tell us are revealed on Shabbos, on holidays, on Rosh Chodesh. What does Rav Nosanzal mean when he says there's no Gilui in these three Moichen? <coughs> the, the answer is that he means most likely compared, compared to the revelation that takes place within the seven lower Midas, those upper three are referred to as hidden. And we're going to see more about this. Rav Nosanzal is going to go into this a little bit more soon. But on a general level, the seven lower ones are referred to as what's revealed. The three upper ones are referred to as what's much more hidden. Question, what's a practical way that we can stay away from getting too much light? Stay tuned. Rav Nosanzal is going to talk about it. Especially in the next halacha. Halacha Gimel is going to go into that very much in detail based on chapter 49 in Likud Imran. That chapter of Likud Imran speaks about it and Rav Nosan Zal is going to make it even more clear. Paragraph Yud. V'zeh b'yatzmoi b'china shiva nekiyim shesoiferes hanido k'day shetitor labawa. And this is exactly what we've explained here regarding the Torah is exactly the same concept of the seven days of purification that a woman has to go through in order to become pure for her husband. Because the holy union between a husband and wife in Judaism is the concept of drawing Torah into the world. The Kamuva, as is brought in the Mechilta, Shabishas Kabola Satoiro, Hoyu Yisroel Kikalo Hanechneses Lechupa. There it says very clearly that when the Jewish nation came to Har Sinai to receive the Torah, we were like a bride entering <coughs> under, under the Chupa. Hashem took Har Sinai and lifted it up and turned it over like a Chupa. <coughs> Because when a couple, a Jewish couple, get married in holiness, this produces, this brings into the world holy neshamas, holy souls. And Jewish souls, they are the Torah. 
Because the Torah is comprised of the Jewish souls. We know that the word Yisrael makes up the first letters of Yesh, Shishim, Ribui, Oisios, La Torah. There are 600,000 letters in the Torah corresponding to the 600,000 Yishamas. Because the Torah is a composite a gathering of all of the Jewish souls. We know that Rabbi Nezal said <coughs> that if a person wants to be zeichet to have hasmoda, if a person wants to have a strong desire to learn Torah, be careful not to speak against any Jew. Because when you speak against a Jew, you're, you're destroying, you're damaging a letter in the Sefer Torah. And when you damage a letter in the Sefer Torah, the whole Sefer Torah becomes possible. So that's why the person will no longer feel a desire to learn Torah. So we see the deep, direct connection between the Jews and the Torah. And again, we have that famous quote from the Zohar Kodesh, Kuchibarichu v'Yisrael v'Oiraisa chatu. Hashem, the Torah, and the Jewish people are one. V'yalkein and that's why so long as the woman is Tomei, she's experiencing this flow of this Dam Nida, <coughs> it's forbidden for her and her husband to be together. And it's very, very strictly forbidden. So that we shouldn't draw holy souls into the klipos, into the tumor. Again, the tumor is damnidos. You don't want to take those holy souls and throw them into mud, into filth. Because when we do that, we're giving those klipos super power and strength much more than what they need to exist. We're giving them power to be able to destroy the Kedusha. And this is why the Zohar Kodesh says in the beginning of Parsha Shmois, that by, through this sin of a man and woman being together when she is Tomei Nida, this strengthens the forces of Tuma in the world in a huge way. Because now these forces of Tuma are given much more power than we want them to have. Because so long as these forces of Tumah are prevalent, then the Torah, the, which, which is Da Secha, has to be hidden. And that's why the woman has to count these seven days of purification. This will possibly answer a little bit the question that was raised before. Then why on Shabbos or Rishchodesh or Yantif are we told that these moichen are revealed? The answer is that because of the major, major additional holiness of Shabbos and Yantif, that's what allows a degree of revelation 
of this ha'alama, of these moichen that are ne'elam. It's brought that on, on Friday night, those that have Nusach Sfarad say, Rosa de Shabbos, Ihi Shabbos, the secret of Shabbos. And, and Rosa, the word Rosa is Bigimatria 208, which is eight times 26, eight times Yudke Vavke, which represents the eighth sphera from the bottom up, which is Bina, that again on Shabbos, we're able to tap into that Bina, which we can't do during the seven days of the week because of the incredible addition Kedusha of Shabbos, where we're told that on Shabbos, all the forces of Tumah are drowned. They're, they're stuffed into their holes. They can't come out. So when the Tumah is eliminated, then it's possible for there to be a degree of revelation of that Ha'alama. Now Rav Nelson Sal makes it clearer. Paragraph Yud Aleph. And after going through those seven days of purity, the woman has to dip in the mikveh. And we know that mikveh, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us, is associated with bina, oilam haba. We mentioned that the size, the minimum amount of water in a mikveh is 40 so, and the number 40 is associated with bina, ben arboim lebina. And, and the word mikveh is also bigimatria, 151, which is Hashem's name, Ekyeh, when you write it out fully, each letter is a word. And the name Ekyeh is a name that's associated with bina. Bechinas tshuva, which is associated with tshuva. We know that the Pesach says, Ulevavo yavin that in order for a person to do tshuva, they need to connect to this bina, it's brought that Yitzias Mitzrayim is mentioned 50 times in the Torah. This number 50, which is also associated with Bina, Tshuva. This concept of the woman submerging in the water completely is a concept of connecting to that hidden Torah, like, like the world in its original state, which was wall-to-wall water. Shehem Klolius Aseris Hadibrois Haklulim Boonoichi. This is the concept of all ten commandments which are included in the first commandment, in the Onoichi Shehu Bechinas Bina Kamuva. And we know that opening word of the Aseris Hadibrois Anoichi is associated with Bina. It's brought that the word Onoichi is Bigimatria Kisei. Kisei means the throne of Hashem. And the throne of Hashem is associated with Bina. We're told that there are four worlds, Atzilus, Bria, Yetzira, Asiya, which correspond to the four letters of Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke. Yud, Hey, Vav, and Hey. Atzilus is the closest thing to Hashem. Bria is called the world of the throne of Hashem which corresponds to that second letter of Yudke Vavke, to that first hey of Yudke Vavke, which is Bina. Yud is Chachma, hey is Bina. Because when a person needs to come out of the Tumah, 
and go into purity, to become completely pure from that damnida, the person has to make a connection to that hidden light, that hidden Torah. There, the forces of Tumah, the Klippos, the Sitra cannot go there at all. Vishom Kuloitoiv. Up there, it's just wall to wall good. There's no bad. And when a person attaches themselves up there, the person can return to Hashem even if they're in the lowest, lowest possible place, the seventh level of Gehenna, which is called Shol Tachtiyas. As Rabbeinazal hints to this at the end of chapter 78 in Likut Imran, which this halacha is based on. Over there, Rabbeinazal discussed this concept. That even if a Jew finds themselves in the lowest, lowest spiritual place possible, there's no giving up hope. Because even from there, a person can definitely return to Hashem. How? How is it going to happen? Through what Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 78 in Likut By the person connecting to that hidden Torah, from there is drawn life to everything in the world. Some of the Likut Elochases have a mistaken print. They say, It's It's from that hidden light, from that beam, from that upper place, that light beams down to everything in the world. V'shom ein shum pegam magia. And up there, the forces of Tumah do not reach there at all whatsoever. Vesham kuloi toi. There it's all goodness. Vafilu hatumah vahasitrachra mekabeles chius mehalomazu. And even the forces of Tumah, the sitrachra, the non-Jews, they draw their spiritual life from up there, from that hidden light. As Rabbi Nezal discusses in the chapter Aye, Aye Mekoyim Kevoidoi, chapter 12 in the second half of Likut Imran. And when, when a person connects themselves to that hidden light, then any Tumo or Sitrachra that was attached to that person becomes nullified. Because their, their ability to draw life only comes from hiddenness. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this in chapter 12 in the second half of Likud Imran. But the moment the person reveals that hiddenness for themselves, the moment the Jew connects to that, to that hiddenness, then the Sitrach or the Klippos cannot harm that person at all. Vaklau, <coughs> to, to clarify and summarize this, 
ששון בבחינס האור, הגונז הזה הוא כולוי טויב. Up there, in that place of this hidden light, there it's wall to wall good. ושום אוילן מטומו לטרה. And there a person can exit completely from impurity and enter into purity. וזה בחינס מקווה, שהוא בחינס אור הגונז, התור הנלמס. And that's what the mikvah represents, that hidden light, that hidden Torah. וזה בחינס מקווה של ארבויים סו, and this is also why the minimum amount of water in a mikvah is 40 סו, בחינס ארבויים יויים שבהם ניתנו התורה, corresponding to the 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu spent up in heaven, to receive the Torah, to receive the Luchos. As a result of those 40 days, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to come down and reveal the Torah, bring down the Luchos to the world. Because this hidden Torah is referred to as Bina, which is the number 40, as is known, as the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avais, Ben Arboim Labina, that when a person reaches 40 years old, that's when they get to this level of Bina. We mentioned many times that the number 40 is associated with Bina, and the number 50. Make up your mind, which is it? And the answer is, it's both. It depends on where the Bina is connected. When the Bina is connected to Chachma properly, and we said that Bina is the hay of Yud Kevavke, and Chachma is the Yud. When their connection is solid, it becomes hay times Yud, five times ten, which is fifty. When that connection isn't there, and the Zohar Kodesh speaks about Tevuna and a different type of connection, then it's in the form of Mem, a Mem Stuma, a, a fo- the, the letter Mem, the, the closed Mem. Again, that's not our topic for now. That's those, those that learn the Zohar Kodesh become more familiar with this. The word Anoichi has the same gematria as the word Kisei, showing that the, the Aseres Hadibrois are connected to Bina, because Kisei, the throne of Hashem, that's called the Olam Habriya, which is Bina. The word Hakisei the Zohar Kodesh says, the word Hakisei is Bigematria Eloikim, which is also one of the names of Hashem associated with Bina. And this will also explain the concept of the mikvah waters, which are referred to and represent the, the waters of kindness. Now note, Bina is on the left side. Bina is the source of din. Make up your mind. Which is it? Are we talking about din? Are we talking about chesed? One minute you're talking about this, one minute The answer is, it's both. Again, we explained in the past that because Bina is a higher level on the ladder than chesed, Bina is more chesed than chesed. Bina is, even though Bina is on the left side, it's still a higher level of chesed. And waters generally in the Sifrei Kabbalah, waters are referred to as Meimei HaChesed. Waters represent kindness. Fire represents Gvura, Midas Hadin. 
Hashem's name Eloikim, which is judgment, judge, Bemilu is Bigematria Eish, fire. So generally, water is chasodin, meimea chesed, fire is generally midasadin. So Rav Zal says now, v'zeh bechinas meimea mikveh shem bechinas meimea chesed, zeh bechinas hachesed ho'elio inanal. This is referring to that highest chesed, bechinas chesed chinam, shahoyem ekayim ho'ilam koydam matantoyrah. It's referring to that freebie chesed, which is what sustained the world before the Torah was given. Shehu bechinas ha-Torah ha-ne'elemes. That's the concept of that hidden Torah. She'al yodo oilen mitumo kanal. Whereby a person has to connect to that high, high level in order to exit from tuma, from impurity, and enter into purity. Ki mayim meramzim al because water alludes to this concept. Ki hamayim kodmulaylam. Because water came before the world, before the seven days of creation, in a sense. Kama Shapir Rashi, as Rashi Kodesh points out, it says, Varuach Elohim Rachefes al Penei Hamoyim. The divine spirit of Hashem was hovering over the waters, which means the waters were there already before, before Hashem created light and everything. This, this represents this freebie chesed that preceded the world. Because remember, usually the rule is Hashem doesn't do anything unless we do something first. There has to be isarusa de lesata. First we make a move, and then Hashem makes a move. But when it came to Hashem creating the world, there was no we. We didn't exist. So there couldn't be any Isarusa de Lesata. So, so the whole creation had to come about through Hashem's Chesed Chinam. It had to be an Isarusa de Leila without an Isarusa de Lesata. Ki Chesed Chinam, Sheboi Neskayim Oilam Koidam Adam Torah, Zeha Chesed Kodam Loilam. Because that freebie Chesed, which is what sustained the world during those 26 generations before the Torah was given, that chesed preceded the world. Ki chesed It's with that kindness that Hashem initiated the creation of the world. Because Hashem created the world for free with chesed chinam. Because there wasn't yet any merit there wasn't anybody who did anything good or who did anything to deserve Hashem to create the world. But rather Hashem created the world with free chesed. As it says in Tilim, Oilam chesed yibone. chesed and it's with that chesed that Hashem sustained the world until the Torah was given. Because until the Torah was officially given on Har Sinai, there wasn't any real merit for the world to deserve to exist. Even though you're going to say, what are you talking about? But Avram Avinu was in the world. Yitzchak, true, true. But it, it wasn't a Klal Yisrael having accepted the Torah. This is also the concept of the water that preceded the rest of creation. 
היינו בכינס מימי החסודים, בכינס חסד הנעל, שקודם לא אילם. That's this kindness that preserves. היינו בכינס חסד חינם. וזה בכינס מימי המקווה. And this is what the mikvah waters represent. Bechinas hamayim shekodmu loilam, the water that preceded the rest of creation, asher aleham nemar, and it's about those waters that it says all the way in the beginning of creation, yikofu hamayim mitachas hashamayim el mokoim echod v'seiroi hayabosho. That Hashem said, okay, it's time to really create the world. We've got to have continents and countries and cities. So in order to start that, we have to take all of that wall-to-wall water and gather the water together. Yikovu hamayim. Let's gather the water together to form oceans and rivers and lakes and make room for land. Shezeh b'chinas mikveh. That word yikovu is like the word mikveh. Ashalideh hamayim halolu b'chinas chesed chinam. Shei b'chinas atora nalemes kanal al yodom oilem mitumolatara. It's through those waters, this chesed chinam, this hidden Torah, that's what enables us to rise up and come out of Tuma into Tara. Shezeh b'chinas tshuva. That's what tshuva is all about. B'chinas neder. The term neder, we said, is nun doer, 50th generation. Neder is bina, tshuva. B'chinas yoim hakipurim. We know the day of the world for tshuva is Yom Kippur. Sha'imrim kol nidre. And how do we start off Yom Kippur? With kol nidre. Ki neder u mikvah u tshuva v'yoim hakipurim hakol b'china achas. Because all of these terms, alpi Kabbalah, are all one. Neder, mikvah, tshuva, yom kippur, are all bina. Bechinas al-madosi. They all represent the future world. Tapping into that higher place. Yom Kippur, we're not human beings. We're not eating, we're not drinking, we're not washing, we're not... We become like malachim. We, we rise above those seven midos. We're tapping into that bina. Sheoz yizgale oir b'chinas almadosi oilam haba sheoz yizgale ho oir hagonos shall shviyim eberishes. Then we will see the revelation once again of that light that hit that light that was hidden during the seven days of creation. Vaoz yizgale elakusai sheyanelam v'choldav shavoyim. And then will be revealed the divine presence of Hashem that's found in everything in the world. And then we'll be able to perceive Hashem and see Hashem in everything in existence. And all of creation will recognize that Hashem created it. Then the Sitra will become nullified through this. Since Hashem will be revealed completely, we said they draw from the hiddenness of Hashem. It'll be revealed and clear to everyone that Hashem is what's sustaining everyone and everything. Then we'll see the fulfillment of the Pasuk in Zechariah. 
Hashem will remove the, the spirit of Tumah from the world completely, finally. And then everything will have a tikkun. One short closing paragraph, and then we'll address the questions. Paragraph Yud Beis. The Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to enter into Eretz Yisrael by through a releasing from vows. As the, the Sifri says on the Pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu began his prayer to get to Eretz Yisrael with the words, and we know the word is like the word yachel, which it says by Nedorim in the beginning of Parshas Matos, which is associated with the concept of hatoras Nedorim, releasing someone from a neder. Because we know Hashem said, I can't let you enter the soul. You know why? Because I made a vow. I promise that you're not going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe says, no problem. We'll do HaTorah Nedarim, like they do on Yom Kippur, like they do on Erev Yom Kippur. We do, that's part of the tshuva process. Ki bechinas HaTorah Nedarim hu bechinas haderech shel Eretz Yisrael. Because the concept of HaTorah Nedarim is connected to what Rabbein Azal Kemavur Bamaimarnal is connected to what Rabbein Azal speaks about over there in chapter 78 in the Kudimran about the path to Eretz Yisroel. The, the, the Gemara says, Derech Eretz Kodmola Torah, that there's something called Derech Eretz which preceded the Torah. This Derech Eretz is this hidden Torah, that Chesed Chinon. Shekol Hanau Everything we've been speaking about here till now is all tied into the path to Eretz Yisrael, Derech Eretz, Ayin Shom Heitev. You would need to study that chapter on the Kutimran really well to be able to understand what Rav Nosson is giving us a half a line here of, of a major, major part of that chapter on the Kutimran. Where Rabbi Nezal speaks about the way to get to Eretz Yisrael that the way to get to Eretz Yisrael is through this chesed chinon. Moshe Rabbeinu begins his tefillah, vo'eschanan, vo'eschanan el Hashem bo'esai leimor, Hashem alikim ato hachiloisa. The word ve'eschanan, Rashi quotes the Gemara, matnas chinon. Moshe Rabbeinu is pleading with Hashem, you're right, I don't deserve, I made mistakes, that, big deal, let's go to the penthouse. We, we went into the ground floor of the bank and we said, I need a million dollars. They said, you're in the wrong place. We don't handle those kind of things over here. You've got to go upstairs. You've got to go to the preferred banking. You have to go to that, that Torah Hana'elemis, that Chesed Chinon. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was misspelled for. That was the Vo'eschanan. That's the Ato HaChiloisa. Hashem, you made a vow. No problem. There's HaTorah Snedorim. can be released. Just like we do Kol Nidre on, on, on the, we open Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre, and for those that are familiar who look a little more closely, in your Machzor before Kol Nidre, there's a chapter from the Zohar Kodesh, an incredible chapter from the Zohar Kodesh, I believe it's from the Tikkuni Zohar, where Rabbi Shimon Bar speaks to Hashem, and he says, Hashem, you made a vow that we're in exile, 
I'll give you the whole breakdown here of HaTorah Snedorim. We have Avram Yitzchok Yaakov. We have three giants that can do HaTorah. And if that's not, gonna, if that's not good enough, we'll go above them. We'll go above Avram Yitzchok Yaakov. We'll go to that place of the Keser, where over there we can, there's no such thing as that. We can release anything, anything, anytime. So all of this is connected. It's a little bit deep. Person hearing these things for the first time, it's whoa. The more we become familiar with these terms, etc., the more clear it becomes. By coincidence, today is Erev Rishchei Shvat, which is called Yom Kippur Koton. And Yom Kippur Koton is a miniature Yom Kippur. The Ashkenazim have a custom, those that are privileged, to go to shul on, for Mincha today on Yom Kippur Koton. And there's a whole series of special prayers that are said before, uh, some say it before Mincha, some say it, if, some of it is said before, before they start Mincha, some of it is said right after Chazor HaShatz, beautiful, beautiful tefillahs that, that are similar to Ayim Kippur. It's a very big privilege. I hope to be going with many people to Miron, which is one of the major gathering places that people go to for Yom Kippur Koton, to Miron, to the Koisel Maravi, to Chevron, to Shimonat Sadiq, to all of these holy places, to connect to this Torah and Elam, to connect to the great Sadiqim who have the ability to tap into this Torah and Elamis, to this highest level. Question about it, why we see now, in our generation now, there's a, there was a major Hisoyerus Fetshuva that started maybe 30, 40, 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, a major Balchuva movement, yeshivas opening up. There was no such thing in the 1950s, 60s, there was no such thing as a Balchuva yeshiva. And in the, 70, in the 80s, 90s, it, it suddenly became popular. Just like in real recent times, the word emuna became popular. You never heard the word emuna in religious circles, you know. And recently these things have become popular. It's because we're getting closer to the finish line. It's getting closer to the end. And this is the final battle between the Sitrachra and the Kedusha. On one hand, the Kedusha is trying to sneak in another neshama, another neshama, another Jewish child being born, another couple getting married, another shul being built to try to grip, push as much, as much as possible to get to the finish line and to bring as many people into the Kedusha. And on the other hand, the Sitrachra is also fighting with everything it's got, all the tools it has, to try to block this. We should be zeichet to be on the winning team, on the side of Kedusha, Mitzvah Any other questions? Why didn't Hashem allow Moshe Rabbeinu to make use of that higher level? The answer is that one of the books that discusses this, the Sefer Megala Mukais, which was written by one of the giants in the 1600s, one of the great Mekubolim, Reb Nosnoto Shapiro, gives 252 chapters explaining why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted so desperately to get to Eretz Yisrael and how Hashem explained to him why he can't, why he can't, why he shouldn't at that point in time. That's besides reasons we're going to come across in Likutel, all the Sforam Akdoshim, which give different explanations why it couldn't be then, why Moshe Rabbeinu 
could not enter into Eretz Yisrael physically at that time. Baruch Hashem. Tomorrow, Rosh Chodesh, the shir will begin at 8.15. For those that attend the afternoon shir on Sunday, there's a chance that we will not have the afternoon shir today. I'm going to Miron, and it seems I'm going to be staying there longer than usual for important reasons. If there'll be a way to broadcast the shir from there, I may try to do it. If not, my apologies.